And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call. 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, it's the unofficial start of the second half of the season. Really, I mean, there's like 20-something games left, yeah, so it's like way beyond two the second right? half of the year. But we say unofficial because of the All-Star break. Yep. And the Raptors get off to a really good start with a 118-101 easy work type dub. Over it's a light the work. Suns, right? Yeah. It's a light game. Light work on a Friday night. But that doesn't change. We are here live on the Wrap It Up podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. My name, as mentioned, is Sheldon Alexander. And appreciate you guys tuning in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander, as you do after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Both places we take your comments and questions. If you want to see the full set, because we got a full crew here on Instagram. If you're in the Instagram feed right now, just click the link in bio. That gets you to the full set where you can see my guys, Foots and Q, who I will plug in momentarily. Two guys here, hype, ready to go, ready to go. But if you're listening to this and you want to catch the full thing, because, hey, maybe you're on your way out, right? You're at the pre-drink. You know, it's Friday night. You want to listen to the pod tomorrow, maybe, you know, when you wake up a little... A little hungover. <laughs> we got you covered. Dare I we, say it? As we are on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Spread the love. As this now is a stretch run. We can call this a stretch run of your Toronto Raptors looking to defend their NBA championship. I'll never get tired of saying that. No, man. Forever champs. <laughs> but I'm joined with the full crew today. I'll start on the far side with my guy, Foots. How are you doing, sir? How are you feeling today? Highly favored and blessed, man. Like hey. always. How hey, y'all man. doing? I like it. I like that energy. And of course, beside Foots, I got my guy, Q. Q, what's going on, baby? How you feeling? I'm good, man. You know, yeah. Friday. Get the weekend pop in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> a good weekend as well. Raptors made it a good Friday as they win, as mentioned, 118 to 101. Their all-star, their franchise player, their max money guy, Pascal Siakam, came back feeling nice after his all-star, <laughs> his first ever all-star game. Yep. So he finished with 37 points, 12 rebounds, which I want to give the man some credit for, you know, diversifying his stat sheet, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. 12 rebounds for Pascal, three Four assists, blocks. three blocks, five threes. The three blocks shocked Did me. a little bit of everything. We'll start with Pascal. Foots, what did you like from Pascal tonight? Well, we talked about it earlier on, I think, uh, just before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Just being around the, the the multiple other All-Stars that are there, he's going to pick up a few things. Yeah. Just like in his, in his post-game interview, too, you know, he had an opportunity to clear his mind, be with family. Yeah. Those things are important, especially True. when you're going through, especially when you're defending a championship. Just call it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Siakam, you know, the schedule gods were on our side, mm-hmm. scheduling Phoenix in just after the break. Yeah. So I think, you know, throwing the Raptors and Siakam maybe an easy fish, you know, was was good for him and good mm-hmm. for the team. Totally agree. And the thing, too, you mentioned a nice schedule 
nice job by the schedule makers yeah. giving you kind of an easy layup. The way this game started made me wonder how many nights, how early did Phoenix get into town? Because <laughs> I know they're Phoenix and they're not that good. But this game was super ugly early. Oh. For anyone, especially not named Pascal Siakam, as he had 17 of the Raptors' first 31 points in the first quarter. And he was doing a little bit of everything. Started off three or four from three. He was getting blocked shots. But Q, how important was the start for Pascal just to get off to a good start, but also to get the team off to a good start when they were struggling? Yeah, yeah. They had, they had, it was very sloppy. Mm-hmm. A lot of turnovers. Yep. Um, just, just ugly play. <laughs> but Pascal, you know, Phoenix is... It's one of those games where it's like it's good to get your groove back yeah. on, on them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yes, they got Devin Booker, and but he, even he didn't really have a, a big impact on the game. No. Outside of that, they got some young guys. But yeah, it's just Phoenix is it's a gym run. You know, yeah, get, yeah, get the yeah. feel back after yeah. after the break. You know. Frederico had his tan going. Frederico, he gets, he gets is that a thing? Right? We're, we're running with this now. <laughs> nah, you nah. know what's weird about this? I call Freddie Anderson. Frederico for like no reason. Like there's no like logic behind it. It's kind of a joke me and Joe have yeah. where I always just call him Frederico oh. for no re- like there's really no reason behind it. So it's just funny now that yeah. Drake, which we'll get to in a bit, yeah. had this whole thing with Fred Van Fleet calling him Frederico because he looked like he had a nice tan. Nice little vacation. His, his off season or his uh, all star break there. Yeah, so you know he didn't. He probably didn't touch a ball for the last what eight <laughs> days or whatever. So you know it's good to get the good feel back and do to do it against Phoenix where you know it's not really. I mean, yeah, they made a couple runs, but it never really got. It was never really a. a one of those where like it came down to the wire, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was good to get back into the swing of things, and I, I think too, as you mentioned, it was a bit of a gym run yeah. very early on. But I thought it was interesting, Foots. What do you think about this when Javon Carter came in for the Suns? Kind of made things a little difficult for Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. as they made some runs, but also, you know, Lowry. I don't think the Raps were really ever taking them seriously. They were never taking Phoenix serious, no. but like. We're how, how important was it to have a game like this where it's just like, okay, let's get a sweat, but make sure everyone gets out healthy. That's about it. I, I think it's mo- it, it's important. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, uh, Jared came in, he was playing hard defense, but at the end of the, like, it was, it was, the game was never close. Yeah. Like, even when Phoenix was making their runs, uh, seven, eight, six, yeah. it was never close. Like, the Raptors would make, make two, never make, yeah, yeah, they were never worried. <laughs> They'd make two more shots. Or get two turnovers and turn into uh, two extra uh, baskets. And the game was back up to 12, 13, right? So at the end of the day, they never took it seriously. And it's good because now we have Indiana and we have Milwaukee. Looming. Right? Looming, right? So (laughs) it's even more important that we get the legs running a little bit. We get the shots, you know, up. And, you know, we get ready for now Indiana and we get ready for Milwaukee. So a couple questions we'll get to a little later before we... I mean, after we wrap up kind of what happened in this game, but as you talk about some of those teams looming, one of the questions we'll talk about later on definitely is um, looking ahead to the Raptors season. Who else, who are you kind of worried about in the East? Uh, What do you think in first round matchups? Kind of Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Kind of a look ahead to the rest of the season. So I'll ask you guys the same questions in the chat. Send in your comments and questions. We'll get to that later on. But first, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the game because... You mentioned the first quarter. Raptors were up 
31-23 after one. The second quarter of the run really took place, right? Lowry starts off, bangs into three. Terrence Davis with a dunk. He hits a three. Terrence Davis had, like, I want to say 11 in that second quarter. Quick timeout by the Suns, but it didn't really stop the run. OG was dunking up the place. But really, the second quarter belonged to Drake. We took over the broadcast (laughs) and was talking real greasy (laughs) about, which I'll start this. I'll start by saying this. I will always rep Drake for the fact that he reps the Toronto Raptors a lot more than any other non-player or actual member of the organization reps the Raptors other maybe than super fan. That's facts. Mm -hmm. Right. So don't get me wrong when I say this, I was highly entertained by Drake's loose talk on the broadcast. And it had me wondering a little if he was sharing drinks with with, with Jack, because Jack was a little hyped too yeah. for the rest of the game. The orange juice. But here's a question I want to ask you guys, and same thing with the people in the chat. What did you make of Drake not acknowledging Kawhi Leonard by name at all? Like, he, he referenced Kawhi, but he never mentioned him by name. He kind of said, that guy or people who... Might not have been here, but left to go somewhere else. What did you make of that? I'll I'll, I'll start with you, Q. What what, <laughs> what what are your thoughts there? I think he I think he's showing that because the last time we heard about Drake and the Raptors in the mm-hmm. same sentence, yeah, I don't remember the last time he was he's even been out of the game. Yeah, is when the story came out about when Paul George said he went to Drake's house to speak in to LA. Kawhi yeah. in L.A. Where, when Kawhi was staying there, and that's where mm-hmm. that deal kind of came to fruition. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know if maybe Drake is, maybe Drake didn't know that was going on, and yeah, that, yeah. that that happened, and is feeling salty, or maybe he just wants to play as if he didn't know yeah. all of There's like some PR this. damage yeah, control exactly. kind of being done, where right? I gotta be like a mad now yeah. that this happened, because people were, because I thought when the, that story came out, I thought people kind of made it made something out of nothing where they were turning it into this big deal as if like Kawhi and Doc Rivers and Balmer were yeah. all like camped out at Drake's house. Yeah, with Drake with, with Drake there yeah, serving with them drinks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, Plotting yeah, his move to the Clippers, ridiculous. which is not really how it happened, right? Exactly. And so I think Drake is, if he's anything, he's a master marketer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how do you endear yourself to a Raptors fan base at I don't want to say is easily manipulated, but you're you're easy to get support if you know the pulse of the fan base is still kind of salty. Yep. There's a lot of like, ha ha, Kawhi, you left us, and now look, we're still good. We're doing better than the Clippers are right now. Yep, There's definitely. a lot of that greasy talk going on mm-hmm. right now in the fan base. So isn't it just a good marketing look for Drake while he might be putting the fish- finishing touches on an album? For sure. It's a welcome Toronto night. Yeah. He's feeling mm-hmm. himself, and rightfully yeah. so. But do you think there's any seriousness to no, no, him no, kind of being salty about Kawhi, or it's mm. all just in jokes? It's all jokes because it's easier for him to, it's easier for him and the Raptors just to play it up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so you know it's innocent. And I feel like there's a picture floating around, anyways, of Drake's house, and there's like a Kawhi Leonard Raptors jersey hanging yeah. up in the man's house. Yeah. So like again, and I think it, I think a lot of it was all for fun, and it was entertaining because it's gonna go yep. viral. All the clips of Drake salsa dancing after Freddie scored a basket, yeah. right? Him not mentioning Kawhi by name, all those jokes. And I think, I think, it was very I think fun. it's. I think it's again. It's just to kind of move on from Kawhi, right? Mm-hmm. If every time you do an interview and you have to talk about Kawhi, yeah, it's kind of like 
there's still that memory of what was or what could have been, right? Whereas the seasons, it's a new season. He's not on the team. We're yeah. going forward. We're we're doing good. We're still gonna try and defend our title. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. need to keep mentioning that guy. I had a funny uh, back and forth with one of my boys, Trizzy, hey. uh, that I work with, and it was funny because someone posted very recently. Remember the bucket by Pascal Siakam to seal the win in Game Six against the against the Warriors, like yeah. to seal it. Like he right. gets it late. Steps around, does like a Euro step around Draymond, mm -hmm. gets like the floater in and that basically sealed the game for the Raps. Right. So someone posted that picture, or that, that video, and there are a lot of people commenting on it talking about, oh, see, and people just think it was all Kawhi, like that type of energy, which led to more comments and all that. So me and Trizzy were going back and forth, and I was just, and it was funny because this week, with there being no basketball since like from Sunday to Thursday... I found myself in like a deep dive and I was legitimately, I'm, this is a straight loser. I can't believe I'm admitting this on the pod, but I was like just looking at something and I ended up in a, in a rabbit hole and I ended up in box scores of the playoffs and just like random Damn. games where it's like, oh yeah, Kawhi had like 27 and 17 rebounds in game six against the Bucks. Like just weird yes, shit like that. Right. So all this talk, I just wanted to put the reminder out there and I put this out and people are still coming at me. I'm like, we're allowed to rep Kawhi and enjoy Kawhi and also enjoy this season. Like those two things don't have to be linked or pinned against each other to where I, to enjoy this season more, I need to tear down Kawhi. And I feel like that's a weird like subplot of this season where it's yeah. like, Oh, our regular season records way better than it was last year. And it's like, why does that matter? Like, cool. What does that mean? Like last year was clearly about a chip or getting there. And so the regular season didn't matter. Whereas this year, I feel like the regular season does matter because you want playoff seating, no? Yeah. But just the whole narrative of this year to last year and the comparison and the, the tearing down of Kawhi to make us feel better about this year. What do you think about that, Foots? Just in terms of, like, I'm sure you've heard it in whether it's in your group text or just talking to casual Raptors fans. There's a lot of like, oh, well, it wasn't just Kawhi last year. Yeah, no, for sure, hundred percent. Especially with the team coming out of the gate so 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 hot, red hot, yeah. right? Um, you get a little bit of that, especially my coworkers at work. I, yeah. I, I get a little bit of that too. But I'm just like, come on now, realistically, he's a Finals MVP. He's a Finals MVP. <laughs> it's it's still that 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 bitter girlfriend. Like, yeah, we yeah, had fun yeah, together, yeah, yeah. but I moved on, and it's just like, and that's great. But there's no way you can you can kind of watch this team play this year and not think that having that championship and having those those experiences mm -hmm. which i mean if you're giving the credit to anybody like i like i said in one of one of the posts was the only man that gets more credit than Kawhi for our championship should be Masai who brought Kawhi in sure. right so there's no way you can watch that and not see that this team has evolved because mm -hmm. of those experiences there's, an, there's a nice little you know, check out my swag, yo. I walk like a ball player. Like, there's a yeah. little extra pep. Yeah, of course. Like Siakam, right? what, what were we talking about late in the game? He hits the layup over dude, and he's it's, telling dude yeah. he's too small. I never seen Siakam talk greasy like that, really. Yeah. Never. Right? Right. right? <laughs> and, and, then, and then just the fact that Kawhi left, so these guys have something to prove, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody counted them out. Mm -hmm. So all of the, everything we're seeing, the team's whole demeanor is due to the, the position that they are put in yeah, yeah, from yeah, being yeah, championships. Yeah. Totally agree. Which, Come on. 
Totally agree. We totally all know agree. why. We all know why the Larry Ob is in is is in Toronto. Oh, shouts to the Larry Ob. Right. I haven't heard that term in a while, and it, it just warms my soul yeah. to hear the term Larry <laughs> Ob. <laughs> sentimental and all that. <laughs> like it's still, don't it's, judge it, me, man. It's don't judge feel, me. It still feels I thought unreal. we were in a safe space. Where no, we're this is safe. <laughs> still feels I unreal. We're in a safe space with everybody else clocking in. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's see. I got a comment popping in up here from Austin. Austin says, Kawhi's in the past. I don't know why he talks about it, why he talks about him and the Clippers so much. We don't need to diss him, uh, but we've moved on. We sound like a bad team when we just keep looking into the past. Hmm. Darren says, last season and this season, pure enjoyment. And that's what it is. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what it is. Because we didn't end up like the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right? And back to the Suns, they were just getting blown out. It was done by halftime, I want to say. Pascal, for the fifth time this season, had 25 points by the half, which is just work. And when he's cooking like that in the Suns, meanwhile, in that second quarter, they shot one of 10 from three. Yeah. You're going to take L's when you do that, right? When you shoot one of 10 from three. They shot 18%. That's Phoenix, what I'm saying. Like, like, from the three-point line. Like, Yes, Booker. Booker's an all-star. Booker, but he wasn't. He really wasn't. I don't even, like. I don't even remember his twenty-one points. It wasn't you know impactful. What I mean? That's what it and was. Then, it was and impactful. then, and then, Ubre. I was thinking to you earlier. Ubre is like a more athletic Nick Young. The tsunami poppy. Yeah, he just. <laughs> he never. He never. He never took a shot. He I didn't, just literally watched. He to never say took that. a <laughs> shot. He did. He's he, definitely he feeling didn't himself. He think it was going in, and you know what I mean. He had a dunk uh, with. We had a dunk like a minute into the game, and he was yeah. staring down the bench, and it's yeah, just like. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of show for nothing. Exactly. Where, like, really they got run out of the gym. Because I think this game was over by the third quarter where the Raptors, at that point, they had 17 points off of turnovers, 23 fast break points. And the only reason it was kind of close was because the Raps had, like, mad turnovers themselves. I mean, getting back to Drake, like, they spent the whole second quarter just talking to Drake. Like, I don't even remember. Like, I couldn't even tell you what happened in the second quarter. It was Terrence Davis getting busy. Yeah, but it was, but it's like most like even the like the broadcast. Oh yeah, was just Drake. Oh yeah, it you know was what just I mean. Drake so, talking, so, <laughs> talking so the broadcast crazy. didn't even take the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns serious. You know what I mean? So just... And the man asked for a drink in the middle of yeah. it, and they brought the man a drink. Disrespectful. Yeah. Hey man, I ain't even mad at it. But if you I, sub you know any Toronto me? man's in there, they're doing the same, the same thing. thing for sure. And the thing too that I find so jokes is just like. I can't stop but think, look how far the Raptors team and franchise has come, right? Yep. Like, there was never really a point where you knew a lot of times, okay, this is a guaranteed blowout and that would happen. Yeah. Right? Where I feel like there's a lot of times now with this team, and I can't even say I'd expected it this season, but there's a lot of times where you look at squads and they come in and you're like, okay, this is going to be a blowout. And I'd be stunned if they didn't blow out this team. And that happens consistently now. And it's because of what we're just talking about, where they consistently push the pace. And that's a Kyle Lowry. That's a Fred Van Fleet. That's using your advantage. And every time now the Raptors get matched up against one of these teams, right? Cause I've, I feel like we went through this with um, the magic um, there's another team they played as well where we kind of went through their draft picks. Yeah. We're like, how has this team been so crap for so long? And you compare them to the Raptors where it's all late round first picks or late first round picks or right. undrafted exactly. dudes. Yeah. And yeah. this is the same thing, right? Like you're looking at DeAndre Ayton, who's a top pick. Bridges is a bit, is a lottery pick. 
Booker's a lottery pick. Like you have guys. Ubre's a lottery pick. Like you have guys, and it's Culture. like. Sorry, say that again for the folks in the back for me. Culture. <laughs> right? What you're forgetting, like this Culture. is the team that traded yeah. Isaiah Thomas for a bag of nuts, and yeah, they they really haven't recovered from that period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real though. Yeah. No, it's, it's real. real though. And expand on the culture thing for me, though. For it's it's called it's it's a culture thing, right? Because you got to look at it too. Phoenix again, two Phoenix. This is the same team that had three starting point guards mm-hmm. <laughs> on yeah. the same run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is this one of those things where it's just like from the top they down? Been, they haven't been able to put it together. They haven't been able to put it together, right? They haven't been able to get a GM with the with the, a right vision to see, hey. We need to, we need Booker. We need to build around Booker properly, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's starting a little bit with Aiden now, you know, and like, trading and getting Ubre, right? I think, I think they've already think even... doubled their wins from last year, right? That was the yeah. stat they gave earlier, and yeah. I think a lot of that was kind of a change in culture because one, Monty Williams is a legit coach. He's a legit yeah, coach. That's a good starting point, yeah. but also I think bringing in like Baines. Rubio, those are like solid veterans. veterans who have come from winning franchises. That's yes. it, right? Right. Yeah. And I think, like you were saying, the big thing I think is Monty Williams. Where yeah, how Monty many coaches Williams. has Phoenix had over the exactly. last yeah. right? How yeah. many GMs? Mm-hmm. Like right? Like you have to. If you hire a GM and you're going to pay him two, three, four million dollars, give him three, four, five years. Like if you're expecting this guy to come in, make two trades, and bring in LeBron James and yeah. and KD to just. Like it doesn't happen that way, right? You yep. have to build build on something. Yep. As a you dog mind checks in and says, "Don't forget the Suns also passed on Doncic, even though they had his coach from Slovenia, which we were looking at the draft earlier yeah. on, right? Because yeah. I was like, Aiden went first. That makes right? no and then sense. We were looking it up, and I was just like, there's a lot of things that make no sense about that draft, but that is definitely one of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> that like you didn't even come. Like I know that you had the top pick, and I know that Aiden was the number one prospect that people kept saying, but I remember sitting here with you. I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if Foots was on this one, but we were doing a draft, either recap or preview. And I remember stating the question then, if the league right now is all about guard play, space and pace and shooting threes, why am I taking a big man first overall? I remember saying that then, so it's not hindsight. You know, but we kind of look at it hindsight, Booker, the Booker factor. If Doncic is there with Booker, yes, yes, that's a that's a that's an inc- incredible tandem. Mm-hmm. They can't but, play off each other. But Booker ain't giving up that rock. Oh. Booker ain't giving up that rock, and but, that's what they're thinking. Just I think, guess, guess, Dallas yeah. cleared the deck for Dantage. Yeah, Don't think you know, listen. There was guys that that were that were taking and making shots on that roster, and they cleared them. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm still gonna go down. And, and hey, I, I'm not going to pretend to be the biggest Luka Doncic guy from the draft because I wasn't. I was more of like, prove it. I just know that yeah. I wasn't going with Aiden. I just think sure. I just think Doncic just came at a wrong time. I think after the the Bargnani's and the Skidishvili's and all those European <laughs> guys true. that were supposed... Even Valanchunas, right? Because when Valanchunas was drafted... Remember, Valanchunas was a, what, was a fifth pick. They yeah. drafted him knowing he wasn't coming over as if he was gonna just going to come in and be Shaq. You know what I mean? Yep, when all true. these guys don't pan out, all these European guys don't pan out, right? The same thing is going to happen with Canadians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After Bennett and then Wiggins, you know what I mean? RJ was not going first. Yeah. 
And, and, you know, we keep talking about this when we talk about other teams. If people are tuning in wondering, like, why are we talking about the Suns? I do this as a reminder so that we're thankful for the Toronto Raptors team or and what Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster have put together over the years, right? Because you look at it and yeah, you see true. multiple teams yeah. with consistently picking in the lottery and they can't get out of their own way. But there you yeah. go, right? Austin it says they also... Drafted Dragon Bender at number four, who just signed a ten-day <laughs> deal to play for Golden State. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of, yeah, they had to ship out Marquise Chris too, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so weird. It's a, it's an odd thing, but again, it goes back to what you said: culture. Because the Raptors pick people that fit into their culture already. You know the work ethic that a Fred Van Fleet's gonna have, that Terrence Davis is gonna have. That everyone's like, why do they love Patrick McCaw so much? Why is Nurse like Patrick? Because it's culture, right? That defense. man's gonna play defense. Rondé's gonna muck it up. We know Kyle Lowry is the taking charge king. Like these are just things that build a culture. And at least, and and this is gonna sound weird because I heard, I I'm not gonna say the person's name because I feel like it'll sound weird if I big up this person. But anyways, they're talking about hockey, and they're talking about the Leafs and the Leafs before they won the last game, but the point the guy was making was, what is your identity? How do you play? Yep. How do you win games? And I think that that transfers whatever kind of sport you're playing, right? What is your identity? How do you win games? When teams come to play you, what are they going to expect? What are they getting ready for? And I think with this Raptors team, if someone says Don Cherry, no, it wasn't Don Cherry. But that made me laugh. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> Well played. It was a Don Cherry, but <laughs> that's pretty good. Well played. But um, the point remains, right? It was just like, what is your identity? And you look at the Toronto Raptors and you know right away, you're going to get a hard-fought battle. You're going to run up and down. The team's going to play defense. They're going to do that. And when you go against the Suns, it's like, okay, this is a run. This is a legit <laughs> run. I just got to make more shots than they do. Totally. Uh, so again... The Raptors win this gym run against the Phoenix Suns, 118 to 101. As mentioned, Pascal Siakam leading the way for the Toronto Raptors with 37 points, 12 rebounds. He also hit five threes in this game. Give him also three blocks. All five Raptors starters in double digits. Terrence Davis off the bench. He chipped in with 14 points. Solid games all around from the Toronto Raptors. And, you know, I guess we should mention the fact Marc Gasol still appears to be a ways away, yep. as yep. Uh, Nick Nurse mentioned, that they're more worried about saving him to the playoffs, which I think we'd all agree makes it's sense. the best move. Right? That's yep. the best move. Uh, Norm seems to be on the way back, but we're not really sure when. But once this team gets healthy and we look ahead now, let's kind of switch gears. There's a couple of questions I kind of want to bring up just to see what you guys are thinking here, right? So if I were to ask you guys, because I'd assume most people say, think it's the Bucks, mm -hmm. right, are the team to fear the most. But if we remove Milwaukee, which team do you think is standing in the way the most from a Toronto Raptors getting back to the NBA Finals? Which team in the East are you worried about the most outside of the Bucks? You go, Q. Miami. Okay, why? Um, their star player... Mm -hmm. can affect the game in more ways than just scoring. Mm -hmm. And he, aside from him being a Raptor killer for most of his career. So what I say is, like, if they throw a box in one at Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is still going to eliminate 
a guard on your team on the offensive end. Okay. Right? Okay. Their supporting cast is much like the Raptors where they they play, they have something to prove. They they work hard. They're in the NBA because for the same reason Fred Van Fleet and Terrence Davis and these guys they got a bunch are of in the undrafted guys. Right? They have a bunch of undrafted guys that yeah. that fit their system and play their role. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think the two the 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 uh the pick, two pickups they made in the trades, um getting Iguodala and Crowder. Yep. Those are good pickups. Solid pickups. Good good veteran guys who are gonna rebound, fight, play defense. Because if, if there was a one flaw about Miami, people would have said they're young. Yeah. And they're exactly. relying on a mm-hmm. lot of inexperienced guys, whether it's Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh Nunn as mentioned. Those guys haven't been through the battles yet. Exactly. So you bring in Iggy, you bring in Jay Crowder, that adds a lot of toughness, mm-hmm. playoff grind, and guys think, that aren't shook. And I think that's what you need when you have young guys is is because they because they don't know, those guys are going to come in and it's going to be another basketball game to them, mm-hmm. right? But then you have Iggy and Crowder, Jimmy Butler, who are also going to you know, put some fight into them yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Bam, I think this is Bam's breakout season. He's... Mm-hmm. You know, he's another guy who's who's going to be in the running for play, uh, uh, most improved most improved player. So they just they're just a solid team. And the other part too, when you look at Bam and Abayo, the thing that he's done so far this season is he's done a really good job on Pascal. Yeah, right. Like Pascal's yes. had a lot of trouble getting busy on Bam. So that'll be an interesting matchup for sure. I'm going to read some comments before I get to you, Foots. Uh, Matthew says I ain't worried about Miami. Um, I'm reading the Miami centric comments right now. People yep. that agree with you. Quinton checks in and says he also thinks the heat. I am why dubs cry also says the heat. Uh, pastor Wesley says Philly. Alex says, uh, Boston, uh, and says Miami. You dog mindset says the heat. There's a lot of two ply gal says heat, a lot of heat here. And let's see. And says Jimmy's confidence. That's the thing that does it for her. Uh, another comment says Butler always plays well against the Raps, yeah. going all the way back to his Bulls days. Uh, Foots, let me ask you, what do you think of other than the Bucks? Who worries you the most if you're the Toronto Raptors? Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a team that nobody's really talking about. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Pacers. Okay, and this is why I say the Pacers. Okay, they're really well coached. Yes, really well coached. They picked up Brogdon. Mm-hmm. He's a sleeper. Yeah. When Chris Middleton was was MIA for Milwaukee, that second man, the second leading player, their second best player was Brogdon. Facts. Oladipo's back. Mm-hmm. And Depot now was an all-star in the East easily. Mm-hmm. So you can't sleep on that. That's that's their superstar type of player, All right? Facts. That can take it that can take over a game in that fourth quarter. And Oladipo's done that before. Mm-hmm. Right? So and I feel like Miles Turner and Sabonis now they it's know their role. It's a solid front court, but again, too, their backcourt dictates the scoring. Yeah, their front court just dictates what's going on inside and rebounding, right? Mm-hmm. So it brings the toughness. Yeah. Also, right? too, I think someone who doesn't get a lot of a lot of pub for just the one skill that he really has that's good is TJ Warren. Like he gets buckets. Thank yep. you. He gets buckets. And we never and he was out both he those was games. Out the right? last two. Yeah. And they had the kind of home and home yeah. with the raps. The last one TJ Warren didn't play. And him and, and TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler had went back and forth, mm-hmm. right? TJ's not gonna back down. 
Yeah. Right? So that's a that's another element too. You need those guys in the playoffs. Sorry to bring up Phoenix again, but that's another guy. Phoenix gave them a gave, gave away. Gave they, away TJ Warren. They, they drafted in, him. They paid Indiana to take TJ Warren. Like, yeah. Look at them. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's super interesting. And I like that that sneaky pick of Indy, especially because that could potentially somehow work into a first round matchup, right? If, they like, look real similar to think, the Raptors. Very we, similar. We talked about that in that home and home is when you look at their bench. A guy like Justin Holiday, I don't know if you guys remember him, the Bulls a couple of years ago, but he gave us a twenty. Yeah, every oh, game, easily. Every game yeah, he gave yeah, us yeah. gave us twenty. Different Raptors team, of course. Holiday were, saying, there, there's solid, certain guys. Solid bench. He reminds me. Holiday reminds me of Delon Wright. Similar type of player, young, mm-hmm. very versatile, can play the one and two yeah. if if need be. Mm-hmm. It's an extra playmaker. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're deep as well. They, they go Yeah, teams, they got so. TJ McConnell. They yeah. got McBuckets coming they're, off they're, there. Aaron Holiday. They have, yeah. yeah. They got some guys. It's interesting. For me, I'm like the playoffs are going to be super interesting. Like, I think other than those bottom two teams, it, meaning like the Nets yeah. or. Uh, Orlando, maybe? Orlando and maybe yeah. Washington's kind of making a push where Washington yeah. might make it into the that playoffs. Bradley Beal, yo, Bradley Beal getting snubbed by the All-Star game might have been the best thing for his career because my guy's gone off since then. Yep, and he had a, very I, true. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I tonight he had a massive, he pounded it on Drummond like maybe it's up there for dunk of the year. Man, I can't, Drummond. you know what? I can't boost it because Beal, you're just, you're just, you're doing this, you're doing this over bottom feeders. That's what I'm going to call it. He's he's been a multiple time multiple year all stars. This is against the Cleveland's, the Detroit's. Those are bottom feeders, in my opinion. I'm not repping. I'm not repping them, saying that they're gonna make, of course, or anything like that. But um, to the playoffs, though, right? It's like other than those three teams that could be in the six or sorry yep. seven or eight spots, everyone else legit kind of worries me yeah. in the East. And so Boston, I don't know who worries brought me up the most, Celtics. but like the Celtics have been playing Celtics, really well, yep. and they're kind of in the same spot as the Raps, where they haven't had all of their guys all together, yeah. right? Like as soon as someone comes back, someone else goes down with injury. Yeah, Campbell's yep. been out. Jalen Brown's been out. Smart was out for a long time. As yeah. soon as Smart came back, Hayward went down. Like it's Kemba went down. Like it's just been back and forth so much. And that Celtics team, they're they're built in the mold of the original golden state meaning a bunch of guys who can switch everything yeah. mm-hmm. and then kemba's the steph and i'm doing air quotes because yeah, i yeah. know they're not the same player at all but i mean Jaylen, the small yeah, yeah. guard right but in terms of you're talking hayward tatum and jalen brown right those guys you're switching everything on the perimeter you can kind of go small with those guys yep. it's a very interesting team and we know brad stevens is a good coach which is the other interesting part of this eastern conference Cause think about who you named so far. Yep. You're talking Spolstra. Yep. You're talking Brad Stevens. Nick Nurse, as we know, has done a hell of a job Nate so McMillan. far. Nate mm-hmm. McMillan. Like those are legit, legit coaches that we're talking about so far, right? And the East playoffs is gonna be tough. And the Toronto Raptors, to me, the big thing for them, and if we if we switch it from, you know, talking about who worries you, who do you think has to be like who's the most important Raptor? From now till the end of this season and into the playoffs, who's the most important Toronto Raptor? Because I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of cheat and say it's Nick Nurse. And the reason I'm saying it's Nick Nurse because he's the one that's going to have to figure out the food chain in terms of who am I drawing up the plays for? When I need a bucket, who am I turning to? When, you know, 
who are the matchups, the adjustments, all those adjustments that he made last season that were so important that even with Kawhi's 30-piece every night, Nurse still had to pull all the right strings to get the Raptors a championship last year. He's got to do that and more without the Kawhi 30-piece this year. Mm -hmm. And I think he's got to get, somebody's got to get those points. Someone's got to get busy night in, night out. And I think it's going to be on Nurse to kind of either drop the game plan or seek out the mismatches and figure out who that guy is. Um, While you guys think, I don't know who's going to go first, but someone in the chat says Mark Gasol, which is an interesting answer as well because he kind of, if you're going by committee, Marc Gasol kind of bumps everyone else down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't need as much from everyone else if Marc Gasol's in the lineup and contributing at both ends of the floor. Um, another comment, Gordon says, Nick and Kyle. So, obviously, we know Kyle Lowry's resume in the playoffs tends to be kind of up and down and wavy. Yep. Not sure it can be as wavy without Kawhi. What do you guys think, though? Who is the most important Raptor? Foots? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I say Nick Nurse. Yeah. He's going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat. It's going to be adjustments on adjustments. And it's more, more, you know what? Honestly, it's more so going to be matchups. Yeah. Who do we have the advantage on and who's the mismatch on the other end? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think, honestly, Nick Nurse is going to be the most important Raptor. The other thing, too, is that the thing with Kawhi, and I know people don't take it the wrong way when we're bringing up Kawhi, but Kawhi was a break in case of emergency, meaning you're in trouble we need a quick six points. He's stopping the run. What are you doing this year? That's what I'm saying where Nick Nurse has to drop a play. Because I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm just saying you're going to need a little bit more than, you know, clear out and pass it over to the to the man over there, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no one on this Raptors team that you're just giving the ball and they're just getting a bucket like that. Or am I wrong? Could that be Siakam? I don't know. What's your answer, Q? Well, because you guys both went with Nick Nurse, I'm going to say Siakam. Okay. I think... This is where the playoffs are where your your rising stars become your stars mm-hmm. or define themselves as, okay, they can only be a, a second or third option on the team, okay. right? Playoffs is where you make – playoffs is where you earn that max contract, right? Okay. So, you know, it, it, you, know you, you play Orlando first round, you can run and gun – beat them in five, maybe six games, maybe, who knows, maybe four, Yeah. right? But then when you get to those second and third rounds, then that's where it becomes my best player against your best player Yeah. because mm-hmm. everybody else is going to cancel each other out, Okay. right? So when you're playing Philly and it's now Ben Simmons versus Siakam, who, whoever wins that battle is usually going to win that series. When you're playing Boston, now it's Jason Tatum against Siakam. Whoever wins that battle wins that series. Like you know it. what I mean? I like it. Um, even when you play Milwaukee. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, Milwaukee has the better player in, in that, right? But now, that's where, okay, are you going to close that gap? So if Giannis is giving you 32, are you going to be mid-25, 26, so that the rest of your team doesn't have to overcome that big deficit? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it's Siakam. Because, again, when it's a tight game, and are you going to be going to the – to the cup hard and earning that foul call instead of begging for that foul call. Yeah. Right? That's where, right? So the playoffs is where you earn that max contract. The playoffs is where you you stop being an all-star and become a superstar if that's where your trajectory is is leading you. So I'm going to say Siakam. 
Uh, Pastor Wesley in the chat agrees with you. He says Siakam is definitely the first option. But as I like skim through, uh, Darren also says even last year, Siakam's first game against the Warriors. I guess people are saying it just shows that like we've seen it flashes from Siakam, mm -hmm, right. but can he do it consistently? The one thing I'll say though, I'm seeing a lot of Mark Gasol's in the chat and I find it super interesting because, you know, We've talked about Marcus Gasol a lot <laughs> since yeah. he's been become a Toronto Raptor, but I think there's some really good points being brought up by people here. And uh, Jay Herrera says the Raps have to either get by Embiid and or Giannis. Healthy Mark is the only way to get by them. Embiid definitely. I think if 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 Mark can do what Mark has done consistently against Embiid, mm -hmm. that Philly team becomes very regular, yeah. right? Um, Giannis, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a, a straight one-on-one -on -one matchup. Like, no, right? He was like the anchor of like the team defense, exactly. Right? Against Giannis. so that's important. But 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 I think to beat Giannis, that's where Nick Nurse comes up with whether it's a box and one scenario or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's where Nick Nurse comes into play, mm -hmm. playing defense against um, Philly. Definitely, it's a good solve. But like I said, like you said. Having that number two that number two seed, and you have to take out either whether it's Brooklyn or Orlando. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to the second seed, really Philly might be out of the playoffs for sure. Right, yeah, Indiana yeah. could be out of the playoffs. Like we don't you know how exactly you don't you don't out. know how that three six four five like that that eliminates two big teams right off yeah, the bat. Right? right off the bat. The other thing too, Foots and. Tell me what you think about this. Because Philly, we're talking about just Embiid, and we're doing a lot of comparison to last year. Oh, well, they don't have Jimmy. But what about the Raptors? If Gasol's not healthy, but now you're not only going up against Embiid, but you're also going up against Al Horford, does that kind of worry you? Oh, if yeah, you're the Raptors tough. in that matchup? Yeah, or that... are you okay with the Raptors being able to kind of play those big guys off the floor if they go small? No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm worried about that because <clears throat> at the end of the day, you know, and beads and beads tough already. Yeah. Now you're now you're 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 talking about Al Horford. He's a solid, legit NBA All Star. Yeah. Yep. Right. Like he's not he's not gonna go out and drop thirty five on you or anything. But what do, what did we learn last year in the playoffs? Sometimes it's about the key rebound, Thank right? You. And how big yeah. winning the rebounding battle is. And if you're telling me that you know you got to go surge as your only lone big, like if Marcus is not healthy. And it surge is your only lone real true big against Embiid and Al Horford. I think that's too much. That's tough. That's too much to overcome. So clearly, what the Raps are doing now in holding off Marcus All to ensure that he's okay for the playoffs, I'm totally, totally, totally behind that. Yeah. Also, I want to say something. People in the chat that are throwing out like Pascal, Fred, Norm, Kyle, Mark, Serge, like that's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> the question was pick one person. And there's people being like throwing out, well, OG and this. And it's like, no, pick one person. Mm -hmm. um, but as I mentioned, OG, how big do you think OG is to this playoff run? Um, he, um, I think he'll play defense. Mm -hmm. I think he gives you a, a guy, another option to throw at whoever that other team's best player is. Mm -hmm. um, but we know this is playoffs, and, and every bucket does count, and the games are going to be close. So although his defense is good, he can't be having those 0 for 8 nights. Can OG guard Giannis? Len is saying OG will be vital in guarding Giannis at the point of attack. 
I agree. Yep. You think OG can guard Giannis? Yes, I can. For, for certain stretches, some yeah. stretches. With help. With help, of course. But you, okay. I think more of the more of the f- four or fives that we have mm-hmm. will be taking Giannis. But I think for for particular stretches, I think OG can handle his can hold his own. Uh, Lisa makes an interesting point. She says OG for defense and Siakam for offense, and Fred to close it out, and Kyle to be the Kyle of last season. <laughs> That's a cheating answer, Lisa. Yeah. But hey, right. I like the detail that you went into. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you some marks. I'll give you an incomplete for that <laughs> answer, right? Yeah. I There's just think I just there. yeah, I just think OG's got to make you got to make those open shots. I'm not asking to go out and go for 25, and yeah. you know what I mean. But he's got to make those those open corner threes. Yeah. Right. How big is Norm? Huge. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. I think Huge. they need Norman Powell yeah. because Norm is the lone guy that has proven the most, I would say, of anyone else on the team. Because I don't, I still don't, can't say that he's done it consistently because obviously he's been hurt. Yeah. But I'd say the most of anyone on the team, when you need a bucket, Norm has been the guy that has proven the most this season that he can get you a bucket. Yeah. On this Raptors team, yeah. am I am I right there, or do you have someone yeah. else that you think you would you would trust? Depend, more or depends depends on the night. I no, feel I, like, I feel like it depends on the night. Okay. No, I think it's, I mean it's playoffs. I think it's every night. I think he 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 takes he he will take the pressure off of the other guys having to go for thirty if he can chip in with with an eighteen to twenty off the bench, right? Because okay. again, when you're looking at all these other teams. We we mostly talked about their starters, right? Okay. Norm is our bench scorer, mm-hmm. right? I got I gotta think that um, Terrence Davis's numbers will probably be restricted in the playoffs, right? Okay. Norm is that guy who's gonna come off the bench and be our bench scoring, right? And he's a guy who's capable of outscoring another team's bench by himself. Yeah. Plus, again, I said he takes the pressure off of. Pascal having to give you 35, right? Or Fred and Kyle having to give you 20, 25, yeah. right? He's the one that when you're talking about going up against Giannis, it'll be him plus Siakam who will have to make up that difference. Interesting. So Norm is Norm is definitely, if it's like a Philly series like last year where Norm was taken pretty much out of that series, yeah. we, we, we this year we don't survive Philly, that. It's weird because I feel like every team provides a different – like matchup problem, which obviously the Raptors can flip and yeah. and turn it into a positive. But like, you're talking about this Fred and Kyle backcourt against Richardson and Ben Simmons backcourt of Philly. That's tough, right? That so there's just a lot of things. But you're right. The way that it's shaping up now, you might not even see Philly. The way that that things yeah. are breaking down now, so it's super interesting, and I can't wait, and I'm super excited. Above all. I'm so excited to see how the rest of this season plays out because I have no idea what to expect. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about who X factors can be. We haven't mentioned Terrence Davis, who I'd like Terrence Davis could be what Norm was, right? Where like, we don't know what's going on. Need a spark, need a spark. And Terrence Davis comes off the bench and like steals that game five that Norm did how many times in the past, right? So it's super interesting with this team. But the one thing we do know They've been through the battles. They've been through it. And Nick Nurse showing the game plan is there. So if you keep it close for a couple games, give them, you know, around game three, you're still in it. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. I think <laughs> you, you the might thing come up I, with something. The thing I'm, I'm most impressed with this team is is regardless of the team that has come in, they have been able to beat them at their own style. So if it's running, if it's running gun, the Raptors have shown that they can do that and do it effectively. Yeah. If it turns into a half court game, the Raptors have shown that they can defend that yeah. and 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 score mm-hmm. in the half court. So I think. All of these games, even if it's Orlando, Philly, Atlanta, it's all of that is going to help us in the playoffs because it show it's it's giving us experience defending and playing against those different style of teams. Yeah. And, you know, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate that as we kind of switch gears midway through this podcast that's about a blowout and kind of push things forward towards what we think the second half of the season will be. But I just have one last question. That's for the people as well listening. That even if you're listening to the podcast, please comment in the comment section wherever you listen to this podcast. Because this is what I want to know the most from Raptors fans. What would make this season a success to you? Is it winning around? Is it getting back to the conference finals? Is it getting to the NBA finals? Is it this season's already a success because you've done such a good job throughout the injuries and losing the finals MVP? Like, what would make this season a success to you? Like, the season ends, season's over, and you're like, you know what? That was a good year. That was a successful season title defense for the Toronto Raptors. The first thing that comes in the chat from Darren, and it says, title repeat. (laughs) I ain't mad at you. Alex says repeating as well. Come on, man. Like, I'm asking a question because I, I, I'm honestly curious as to what people's thoughts are. Gordon says winning it all. See? So people Realistic. have legit repeat aspirations. What do you guys think, though? Um, I'm going to go with uh, NBA Finals. Making the finals. Yep, getting back to the finals. Okay. Why do they have to make it back to the finals for you? Like, if they lose in the second round, why is that disappointing to you? Um, Because we've been there and done that. Okay. Like I feel like I feel like the second round, the first and second round, those that's that's the DeRozan, that's the DeRozan era. You feel me? Mm. Like we've been past that. We've graduated from that. Our okay. culture is 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 beyond that now. We're okay. conference finals type. This is this is where I see our franchise. We're conference finals. We compete for conference finals now, regardless of what it is, regardless of who's in the conference. It doesn't like matter. That. Before you answer, Q, I'm going to read some comments. Okay, uh, Mike says Eastern Conference Bucks game seven. Uh, Raptor Homer says it's already a success, but going back to the finals is icing on the cake. Gordon says no disappointment to me. Um, more comments here on Instagram and says 60 wins in the Eastern conference finals. James says at least take the bucks to seven, which I'd assume would be the conference finals, right? That's my assumption mm-hmm. there. Uh, two ply gal says making the finals. Uh, Pastor Wesley, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals would be enough to for me. Uh, let's see. Austin, it would be a success if we can show Giannis the Bucks might not be as good for his future, and he has a better future here. <laughs> That's an interesting take. I like what you did there, Austin. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Ragul says second round, but I think Siakam can reach superstar potential by next year. Um, and Len, I think sums up what you were just saying here, Oh. Len says, after tasting Larry OB, you can't settle anymore. You can't. That's interesting. Q, what do you, what do you, what I, def- are your I definitely, I definitely feel, feel that sentiment. I'm like, you know, 
why can't like there's not really okay so we'll say it like this it depends if you if you're not getting to the to the finals mm-hmm. it depends how you go out so okay. okay so if it's if first okay you got to definitely we're getting through the first round that that like I won't I won't accept the first round exit second round if you got to go you don't know who you're playing you're playing Boston you're playing Miami who knows yeah. Um, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be a six seven and it's gotta be fought games, fought. right? I don't okay. want to, I don't want to be like oh this is the better we team and they five. and they beat us even if they beat us the six but they're beating us and those four games are blowouts like it's gotta be That's you know what I mean? My for me and and everybody keeps saying beating the Bucks in seven Eastern Conference Finals I still don't see the Bucks as a guarantee to get there, hmm. right? Like okay. like we we yeah, just yeah. said Miami and Indiana yeah, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the Bucks have to go through those same teams, and there's sure. no guarantees that. For sure. Right, other than Giannis, that team doesn't really. Nope. Say right. championship to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's. I mean, I, there's for me, the goal would be getting to the finals. But if if it if today if this this year is not to be that year, it's just going to be how they go out. Yeah. If they go out playing Raptors basketball and they just get beat, at the buzzer. Yeah. In game seven of round two, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, that's super interesting. That's super interesting. Uh, I got some other comments here. Karen says, I had a strong feeling the other day that the Raptors will win again and Kyle will be MVP. I like the energy of this Raptors fan Definitely. base because they're kind of yeah. pumping me up because I'm going to be honest and people are going to tear me down for this. But to me, as you said, right, I see them winning in the first round and I kind of state said had this from the start of the year, but like getting to the playoffs and winning a round, that's already a dub to me in your title defense because I'm still in the mentality of you lost the finals MVP of the league. Like you lost your best player and you're able to come back. So now you're telling me you're able to come back. You're going to get close to 60 wins, right? And win a round in the playoffs and the playoffs, I don't know. To me, the playoffs are a whole different season. Right? Like, what's going to happen to playoffs? I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens. But win around, and I don't know if I'll be mad. And maybe some of that's just the fact that I'm still off last year's high of winning the championship. And I feel bad that I don't have the same mentality that you're talking about, where it's like, no, no, no. We off that first round, second round stuff. Like, we have higher expectations now. I I like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I'm not there yet. I don't know. I don't know why. And maybe, like, when we get into the thick of it, you know what I mean? Then I'll be like, what the hell? Could have won that game. Let that game slip away, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking at the top tier Eastern Conference teams. And there's no stone cold killer. There's none. Yeah. Giannis is, if if Giannis is that guy, he hasn't shown the ability yeah. to be that guy. Trust me. I agree with everything that you're saying. Like, Chris Middleton, we don't believe you need more people. Bledsoe, we've seen his resume come playoff time. George Hill, who's repping George Hill. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm totally right there with you guys. I could see anybody beating the Bucks. I could see, and not anybody, you know what I'm saying, right? Like Miami, Boston. Like None of those teams would surprise me if they made it to the finals, right? And when I look at this Raptors team, the thing is, maybe I'm just so much in awe still, right? Like, I'm in such That's what awe it is. that I'm just like... I can't believe how great they're playing this season that I'm just kind of going to ride the wave into the playoffs and enjoy it and just hope that they're healthy 
and mm-hmm. enjoy the ride into the playoffs because this has been so much fun so far and it's been such an incredible season to enjoy. And when the matchups, it's going to come down to matchups, which sounds cliche, but I legitimately think that it just comes down to matchups where the Raptors match up to me better against the Heat, better against Milwaukee than they do Philly. Yep. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but Philly just seems to be like a matchup nightmare to me. And Boston might be kind of the same, but at the same token, for different reasons, the Heat, it's like, well, they got Jimmy. And they Spo, got Yep. And those are the yeah. only two people I'm looking at right there is Jimmy so, and Spolstra. Either way. Well, that's what I'm saying. So right? much because fun. Nick Nurse has already outcoached Brett Brown and outcoached Bull, uh, Bud. Bulzer. Yep. So. I don't know, man. It's, it's just, interesting. I can't wait, it, man. It's going to be a I fun playoffs, right? A hot streak wait. in a game plan. Listen, the Raptors could be in the finals again. I just, I just think it's, it's play. Fair. I just think it's playoffs, and I think that just seeing the landscape of the Eastern Conference, even if you're Philly, I think you you're going into the playoffs with the same mentality. Like it's like, why can't we get to the championship? Yeah. Who's who's really going to stop me? No, I got you. I, I know exactly what you're saying. This Instagram feed's about to go down. We'll probably still be going for about another five to ten minutes. So Instagram, go to the link in bio. Click the link right in the link in bio. Join the conversation as we're about to wrap things up here. But I'll say this much, okay? I'm so looking forward to the playoffs because I look around on this Raptors team and there's so many guys who have taken steps this season. So who's to say there isn't the next step? And I'm so excited to see... Who that could be when it's like, the chips are down, we need a bucket, who's the man? That, to me, is so exciting, and that's what I can't wait to see. Is it going to be Kyle, you know, Kyle giving the one last hurrah? Yeah. Is it going to be Fred trying to get the bag? That's is what it, I was just about to say. Right? Is it Pascal just even like... Mark, even Mark, I mean, there's a reason why I have I have Fred, Mark, and... And, 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 and Serge in my fantasy. I'm like, these guys are, are playing for their... For their livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. They're all going into free yeah. agency and they're trying to get, still get those $20, $30 million deals. Totally. Playoffs would be a, a big way of, of earning that money. You're totally right. And that's that's a part that's so interesting to me. How is this going to play out come playoff time? Who's the guy you go to in crunch time? Because, you know, I guess the reason, you know, it always goes back to Kawhi was because you knew, like, that was the guy you were relying on. Yeah. Right? And, like, even though other guys finally stepped up in Milwaukee, in whatever, you look at those box scores and my guy was still somewhere between 25 and 35 every rip. Yep. <laughs> so who who is that night in, night out while also playing defense? I can't wait to tough. see, man. It's going to be exciting. But in the meantime, there's some big games as the schedule heats up. As mentioned, the Raptors will move on and play the Indiana Pacers on Sunday. Then they got the Bucks coming in on Tuesday. And it's it's going to be, we're going to get some playoff type intense matchups, I feel like, especially in the East, because teams are going to try to set some statements, right? Because the East, there's I mean, so much sure. jockeying for position, so it's not going to be load management games or people yeah. sitting out or anything like nope. that, right? So there might be some statement games coming up, so that's going to be super interesting down the stretch. So as we watch those games, where can the people find you guys and, you know, 
get your opinions in between games you know tell us where we were right or wrong about you know what we just said foots where can the people hit you up on the socials man man you can find me at eastside o on all social media platforms and dds caps q simply underscore just underscore q again all social media twitter instagram or at DDS Caps, check us out ddscaps.com and I'm here for every big boy game <laughs> and even on games against Phoenix Suns. <laughs> the uh, I was rocking my DDS sweater the other day and people were like, yo, where'd you get that sweater from, yo? To tell them, right? That's a shout out for plug. DDS, DDScaps.com, right? Tell the people where to get the stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this Wrap It Up podcast, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. And trust me, this is a place you want to be to get your Raptors talk as things begin to heat up in the Raptors title defense. So thank you guys for tuning in, whether you do it live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, that's where we take your comments and questions during the pod. But 24-7 all the time 365 we're available we on plugged itunes in. soundcloud spotify google play youtube we everywhere everywhere you get your podcast like it subscribe download hit us with the like button hit us with the share button subscribe on youtube all that yep. fun stuff because that's how we spread the love for your toronto raptors team because i'm gonna be honest with you it's a disrespect that there aren't bigger platforms given the raptors the love and respect that they deserve because trust me i get the ratings every day <laughs> and oh they disrespecting out there that's all i'm saying so the more love and support that we show platforms that rep the raptors the better it will be in the long run and in the meantime the raps are just going to keep winning anyways and you can rock with us as always and we appreciate that because as i always say i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya peace on blast